to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Hallelujah. Take your Bibles, go to Revelations chapter 4. Father, I thank you for this night. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge here tonight to open our eyes up to what you want us to do and what we are put here to do. We thank you for your anointing upon every word tonight. It touches our heart, changes our heart, and changes us more and more into your image and likeness in every single thing that we do. And we thank you for all you're going to do tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right. Revelations chapter 4 tonight. We are going to start talking about the kingdom, basically the basics of the kingdom. I'm going to try to relate to get people to think like a kingdom rather than a democracy, rather than a communism, rather than whatever kind of government they're under. Revelations chapter 4, it says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created how many things? All things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Here it says God has created all things. That means that God also created each and every one of us here. Once we get on the earth here, we seek to understand who we are, why we're here, what the heck's the real meaning of me being here, what the heck was God thinking when he put us here, and we struggle with these questions all the time. Basically, we wonder what God was doing. Wouldn't it have been nice if we were born into the earth with an instruction manual taped to our chest so we could just pull it off and read it and find out exactly what we were here for and what we were supposed to do? But the only problem with that, I thought about it, people probably wouldn't read it anyway. And they still be confused at this point. So, And our reason for uncertainty and all this stuff after being born into the world here is because we lost our connection to God and the kingdom of God to begin with. We lost the spirit of God. We lost the connection to the creator and the manufacturer in the fall. So when we were born under sin and in sin, we no longer had a connection to our homeland kingdom in order to find out what the kingdom of God was like. Go to Jeremiah chapter 24. Okay, Jeremiah 24, look at verse 7. And I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. For they shall return unto me with their whole heart. Here basically God is telling that the people need to return to him with their whole heart. Now when we were born here... Basically, we had a lot of questions. We didn't really know what we were doing here. We didn't really know what was going on. So at that time, we started seeking anything to fulfill us at that time. Some people seek money to repair us wherever we're missing. We seek things. Some of us sought a spouse, a counselor. Many people go into religion to try to find and fix themselves. And some people, babies, get a life coach, whatever they try to do. But here, basically... When I had something and like I got a weed eater one time, it didn't work. I didn't go to the neighbor next door. I didn't go to a different company. I went to the company or the creator of that weed eater to find out what was wrong with it so that weed eater would get fixed and given back to me. Matter of fact, there's a warning whenever you buy anything like that. It basically tells you, if you have a problem with this thing, please return it to us and we will take care of it for you. So notice, it's the manufacturer is the only one 
who basically knows the original blueprint of something that they made. They know how to repair what was broken, and they also know how to replace any piece that is missing. So if we look at the Creator who we're supposed to go back to, when we turn finally to the Lord with all of our heart and start seeking God with all of our heart, we go back to the Creator to be fixed, to find out what pieces we are missing, and to find out what needs to be changed in our life. It says here, they shall return to me with their whole heart. So God's original blueprint, if you study it in Genesis chapter 1, was for a kingdom here on the earth, an extension of the kingdom of heaven here on the earth. Now we're talking about a spiritual kingdom, we're not talking about a natural kingdom. The earthly kingdom as it was created was supposed to be a reflection of the spiritual kingdom of heaven. In other words, earth was supposed to be just like heaven when God created us and put us down here. The earthly kingdom was supposed to be a thriving colony with humans as citizens. It was supposed to be people who would represent the homeland of heaven. In other words, the people here on earth, if you looked at them, you could see what it was like in heaven. You could see it in their conduct. You could see it in their language. You could see it in the way they acted, the way they responded. Also, people with a mandate to transform the colony of earth into the nature of the kingdom. So basically, what was God doing? He had heaven. He had a spiritual place that he created at that time, but he wanted to extend his kingdom. Say kingdom. Notice, even the natural realm, every kingdom that's out there always wanted to extend their kingdom. I mean, you look at some of the places like the Bahamas, they were a colony of a kingdom. The kingdom, of course, was the UK, who basically made them a colony. So they were a colony. I mean, Cuba was a colony of Spain at one time. Haiti was a colony of France at one time. Those were all kingdoms, and what every kingdom wants to do is extend its kingdom. So God was no different. He also wanted to extend his kingdom here on the earth and make the earth a colony of the kingdom of heaven. All right, go to John chapter 10. All right, look at John chapter 16. Yeah, 16. Look at verse 7. Jesus is speaking. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Is it expedient for you that I go away? For if I go not away, the Comforter or the Holy Ghost will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So here's the key of the kingdom transformation or the kingdom moving to another territory of the colony and making it a colony. The key of the success of God's plan is the Holy Ghost. It is basically an inter-realm between the natural realm and between the spirit realm. It was a connection. The Holy Ghost was a connection between the earth and between God the Father in heaven. You know, we pray the Father. We pray our Father where? Who art in heaven. The Father's in heaven. We are here on the earth. What's our connection, our relationship to him through the citizens? It is the Spirit of God or the Holy Ghost. It's a connection that allows the citizens of the colony to know the desires the plans, and the heart of the king himself. Without the Spirit of God, we do not know. We do not have communication with the king. We don't know his desires. We don't know his plans. So the earth had to be connected to heaven, and that connection originally was the Spirit of God or was the Holy Ghost. Now, the Holy Ghost is not a force. He's not a mist. He's not feeling. He is a real-life person, but he is a spiritual being. So our connection, basically, when God created mankind, was going to be between the spiritual realm and the natural realm, and that connection was the Spirit of God or was the Holy Ghost. That is why you'll never find anybody 
living like a kingdom citizen should if they do not have the Holy Ghost. They may be good people, they may be nice people, but they are definitely not going to live like heaven because they have no idea what the culture is like in heaven. They have no idea what the mind of God is, what the desire of God is, because it's the Holy Ghost. And how many know he knows pretty well the mind of God? He's the one who basically helps colonize the earth to a place to where the earth turns out to be just like heaven. All right, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. That's why any church that basically denies the Spirit of God is going to have problems. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Look at verse 18. Paul says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. So notice, Paul knew that there was two different kinds. There was a supernatural realm. You can't find supernatural in the Bible, but it basically means above or beyond the natural. So here he's talking about two different realms. He's talking about the spiritual realm that you cannot see, and he's talking about the natural realm that you can see. So he's talking about two different realms and which one we're supposed to look. When Jesus came here and he got arrested and went, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is from another place. Well, where was that other place? That other place was heaven. That's where his kingdom actually was, and he was bringing it back to the earth, his government there. So the key interaction with the unseen kingdom and with the seen kingdom is the Spirit of God communicating with the king's mind and heart so he can carry out on earth through the citizens God's will. So we've got the Spirit of God, basically, and when Adam and Eve, that's, that's what the big loss was. When Adam and Eve sinned, they lost the Holy Ghost. They lost their connection to the Father. They lost their connection to the heavenly kingdom, and mankind was born without the Spirit of God on the inside of them. So basically, the Spirit of God left. Why did Jesus come? Jesus came as a man in an earth suit, what for? To bring the return of the kingdom and the Holy Spirit back to mankind. When the Spirit of God came back to mankind and came into your life, now once again you can communicate with heaven, you can communicate with the Father, you know what, find out what heaven's life, you can find out how your nature can be changed, you find out all these things because God wants earth to be just like heaven. Some people say, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. Well, you're not supposed to get out of here. God don't want you out of here. God doesn't want you in heaven. He doesn't need you up there. That's why he heals you sometimes, just to keep you down here a little bit longer so you can do what you're supposed to do. He doesn't want people, well, God just needed another angel up there. No, he didn't need another. That's a Christian cliche, for God's sakes. He don't want you up there. You're not going to end up up there when all this is over. You're going to end up right back here in God's original plan, ruling and reigning on this earth. How I many know it's going to be a better earth? I mean, it's going to, the people are going to be better. I mean, everything's going to be better. But in the meantime, we are doing our best to bring back the culture of the kingdom of God, and that is by something called colonization. Say colonization. Every kingdom desires to do colonization or have a colony. You've got the Caribbean islands over there. Basically, you've got the Bahamas. You've got Jamaica. You've got Barbados. All those at one time were colonies of a kingdom. The UK was the kingdom, and basically what they do, they extended their kingdom into a place. Now, how do we know that, that the Bahamas came from the UK as a colony? Because they are just like the UK. They, they got narrow streets. They drive on the wrong side of the road. They drink tea four times a day. They, they, they do all the things, basically, they speak properly English. 
Why is that? Because they were a colony, and while they were a colony, they were converted to be just like the homeland or the home country by, by the people who were there made them that way. If you check out, if you go sometime over to Cuba, how many know they speak Spanish over there? Why do they speak Spanish over there? Because they were a colony one time of Spain, and since they were a colony of Spain, they mirror the image of that place that they came from as a colony. Haiti, if you go there, they speak French. Why do they speak French? Because they are a French colony of the French government. Basically, they were of the French government, and now they speak French. Their, their mannerisms are French. Their traditions are French. Why is all that? Because they came a, and their cultures are that way, because their cultures came from there. I mean, the Bahamas basically is, if you go over there, it's a little UK is what it is. They still, even though they're not under rule of the UK, they look just like the UK. Everything the UK has got, they got because they were colonized. Whenever a kingdom claims a new territory and to colonize something, the first thing it does is send a governor. Say governor. Have you ever been, if you've ever been to the Bahamas or any place else, one of the things that they'll sightsee is the governor's mansion. What do they do? As soon as they came in and they took over the Bahamas, they built a great big house for the governor who came directly from the UK, who knew the, the king's mind, knew the king's heart, knew the king's culture, and they made him the governor and put him in that great big mansion there. What was he supposed to do? He was supposed to be the main one to colonize or bring the culture of the UK into the Bahamas, into Barbados, into these places. That's what he was there to do. So basically, it happens... And what was the governor supposed to do? He was supposed to guarantee that the kingdom always had access to the colony. He was the connection between one or the other. He relayed, he relayed anything the king wants to the colony. Anything the king, colony needs to receive came through him. He fully understood the king's desires, ideas, purpose, will, and plans. He had the power to execute and enforce all the king's desires. He interacts with the citizens of the colony, and he comes directly from the home country. So now, that's the natural. Now, if you relate that to who? The Holy Ghost, it's the same thing. The Holy Ghost came as the governor, basically, of heaven. What was he here to do? Interact with the citizens, bring God's heart and desire into our lives. And this is the great thing. When, whenever there's a rebellion or whenever one country wants to take back and become their own country, as soon as that takes place, the governor has no more authority there, so he has to leave. So when Adam and Eve rebelled against God, the Holy Ghost had to leave. Are you following me? So now he came back into the earth realm, and this is the best part. I really love this. He moved back into his mansions. Glory to God. Yeah. We're the mansions. We're the mansions that he's coming. The governor's mansion is me. The governor lives on the inside of me. What's he here to do? The same thing. He's going to bring the culture through you into, into the earth realm. He's going to bring the language. And thank God the language isn't even hard to learn. It'd be hard for me to go to Spain and learn the language. It just came to me right again, and I got the Holy Ghost language on the inside of me. What is that? It's the language of our home country that we use now down here and speak down here because we're being colonized. Some people say, well, I don't believe, I don't need that tongue thing. Well, don't take the tongue thing, but you ain't got no language then. You're living in a country where you can't even talk to the kingdom, praise God. It's like going, and we've got a lot of that in the United States now, don't we? We've got people coming in here as immigrants who are supposed to, in the old days, learn the language and be colonized, but they'd rather bring their own culture in. That's why we got so many problems. 
They don't want to change the culture of the United States. They want to bring their own culture in. Well, bringing their own culture is you go to the store and can't even talk to the person aside of you because they don't even speak the language. And it's the same way in Christianity. There's a lot of Christians who don't speak the same language as kingdom people. See, there are two different things. Christians can get away with a lot of things. Kingdom people can't. Kingdom people got to obey what the word of God says. So we have a governor, and the governor moved back into his mansion, and that new mansion happens to be you, praise God. All right, go to Matthew chapter 4. All right, Matthew chapter 4, this was Jesus' first preach. Verse 17, from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, change your way of thinking, for the kingdom of heaven is where? At hand. So here comes Jesus, he's born into the earth. He basically is coming to bring back the governor, bringing the kingdom of God with him, bringing the culture of God with him, bringing the, the language of God with him, bringing everything with him. And he shows up and notice he says, repent, change your mind. He does not say because Christianity has come. He does not say because democracy has come. Why? Because we wouldn't have to change our mind about democracy. We're already experts on that. And we don't have to know about Christianity because we've all been schooled in Christianity. He says, you've got to repent and change because this is kingdom, brother. This isn't democracy. And this isn't something else. You're going to have to change your way of thinking because colonization is now back. The government's back into the earth. The Holy Ghost is back into the earth. Jesus said, it's better if I go because when I go, I'm going to send you to governor. And he's going to take in his mansions and he's going to start bringing the culture and the kingdom of heaven back once again into the earth realm, which was God's original plan. Now notice, a king very seldom ever comes to the colony. So basically, if you lived in the Bahamas for years and years and years, you probably never saw the kingdom of Britain or the king of Britain. Probably He probably never even came there there. But it was still able to colonize it by the people that he sent there and by the governor he sent there. So Father God doesn't have to come here to the colony to transform it. He just has to stay there and send people from there Send people from there to the earth realm with the same nature, with the same governor, with the same everything, so that we can help transform this earth back to where it was supposed to be in the beginning, right at the start. So basically, what's he doing here? He's, he's colonizing the earth without coming to the earth. He didn't want to come to the earth, so what did he do? He said, well, let us make man in our image in our likeness, just like us. Let's send him into the earth realm. Let's send him forth so they can colonize the earth and make it just like heaven. Some people say, I just feel like I should be living in a utopia. You should be living in a utopia. The earth is supposed to be a utopia. It is supposed to be just like heaven. He, God wants heaven, heaven to be just like earth and earth to be just like heaven because it's a colony and basically that's what takes place. So the king doesn't have to come here. God the Father doesn't have to come here to do it. He has sent representatives to do it, which are us. And he communicates with us from the spirit realm to the natural realm through someone called the Holy Ghost who lives on the inside of us. This is God's big picture. This is what God wants. This is what God is doing. If you don't understand how a kingdom operates and you want to treat it like a democracy, you'll never do what you're supposed to do. It just won't work because we're not a democracy. We're a kingdom. We've been taught democracy, but we have not been taught the kingdom of God. So basically, every time Jesus spoke, if you notice when he gave a sermon, he said, the kingdom of God is like. This is what the kingdom of God is like. Let me tell you what the kingdom of God is like. What was he doing? 
trying to teach us to be kingdom citizens and kingdom-minded so that we could be used to colonize this earth. That's why we're here to begin with, and that's what we're called to do. All right, go to Genesis chapter 1. Don't look at that scripture. We always look at it, but... When you talk about kingdom of God, everybody gets a little spooky and spiritual. But it's not. It's just a kingdom. It's like a natural kingdom, only it's a spiritual kingdom, but it operates the same way as a natural kingdom. The only thing is the king of the kingdom of God is a good king. He's a benevolent king. He's a loving king. He is here basically to make sure the citizens are doing all right. Now, you've got a lot of places on the earth that are kingdoms, but the king is not exactly like the king of heaven. So it gets a bad taste in our mouth when we even talk about a monarch or a king. My gosh, look, at they're suppressing people. They're stealing from people. They're taking people. You can't see that because God is not like that. And God did the original kingdom. Those are types of, see, every government in the world right now is a type of the original government. Everyone has a piece, a little bit of, of what the kingdom is supposed to be like. But they're all generated from the earth up through mankind. The kingdom of God has to come from up down. It has to be a spiritual kingdom. So the kingdom of God does not come by voting, does not come by this happening. It comes through people with the governor on the inside of them and comes through spirit to spirit. The, Jesus said the kingdom of God is where? Within you. Why is it within you? Because the governor is within me. What's the governor going to do? He's going to use me and teach me and show me the culture and give me the language. And I'm going to use that to reach other people at the same time and teach them the language, teach them the culture, teach them how to pray, teach them how to receive, teach them how to adjust, teach them how to act. And in the kingdom of God, you have to obey the king. That's why nobody wants to be kingdom. See, we want to be Christian. Why? He can do anything as a Christian. You can live with somebody outside of wedlock, Christian. You can get married and divorced 14 times and remarried, still a Christian. You can be gay, still be a Christian. Everybody's a Christian, but you cannot be kingdom. And if you're going to be kingdom and receive kingdom benefits, then you have to live in the kingdom and understand the kingdom. And whatever the democracy has changed or planned is not for us. And in democracy, you can change anything. You can vote and change anything you want. You can make spanking your child illegal. See, well, my goodness, I don't care how many times and how many laws they pass about that. My Bible says... The rod drives the foolishness out of the heart of a child. So I don't want them foolish, so I'm going to drive that foolishness right out of their heart, praise God. I don't care what the president says. I don't care what the Congress says. I don't care what anybody says. I'm kingdom, so I do things a little bit different than they do. See? But, but we change everything. We change this, change that, change all this stuff. No, you can't change that stuff. And, and that's why we have the breakdown of the family, which is the most important part of every kingdom and every government, because dads live in Christianity and try to raise their kids up in Christianity, and it don't work. In other words, I can cuss in front of my son because I'm an adult, and then he starts cussing, you want to get mad at him. No, you're the one that taught him. You're the one that showed him how. You're out in the bar drinking all night long, praise God, and you're mad at your kid when he turns 18 because he's out there getting drunk. No, you're, you're living in a society that doesn't belong to the kingdom of God anyway. If we're going to be kingdom, we got to do kingdom. And as we do kingdom, we train others to do kingdom. So there's some things we're not going to agree with. We're not going to change God's laws. How many know? How many have ever tried? We tried to convince him, didn't we, to change this law or change that law. But he ain't going to change those laws. They're already done because he's the king. And when he says a law, it's over with. Congress can't change it. The senators can't change it. And I'll tell you what, no religion can change it. you got churches out there who in Christianity allow anybody to be in their fellowship, anybody as leadership, anybody. 
my gosh, it's just Christianity. It turned into another religion before it was over with. That's why God is bringing back kingdom to the earth so that we grow up into a place where we understand what kingdom is and start living as the kingdom of God people that he has here. How's anybody going to know how to live there if nobody's living there? See, And we've got somebody on the inside of us who, who does a pretty good job of teaching. I don't know if you notice that or not. He's very good at correcting, very good at teaching, very good at showing you different things. What's he doing? He's training up on the inside disciples of not Christianity, not of Catholicism, not of Lutheranism, disciples of the kingdom of God itself. So the kingdom of God comes back into the earth realm. Right, Genesis chapter 1. Look at verse 26. And God said, this is the original, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God took man, brought him to earth, put him on the ground, created him. What did he create him for? So that he would extend the kingdom of heaven into the earth realm, making it a colony of heaven. Notice, this doesn't say anything about religion. It doesn't anything about other governments. It doesn't say anything about going to heaven. It says about having dominion. What is dominion? Government authority. Over what? Government intent over all of the earth. He gave us the dominion. This is God's big picture. Make earth just like heaven, full of sons and daughters of God. Make it a family affair. My kids, I love them. I'm going to do it. And, and the thing is, God could have made this easy. He just could have created us all and put us in heaven and had us there. But we'd have never been kings because there's only one there. We'd have been princesses and princes. But see, he didn't want that. He wanted the same thing. He loved us so much, the same thing that he had. So he puts us down here and he makes us kings. He gives us the opportunity to rule down here. He gives us the authority to rule here. Still under him, but as a colony, a side territory of heaven, while he's living in heaven as the king himself. So what was God doing? Basically, he was creating a colony of human beings who would come to the earth realm. And you know, you got to wonder... Adam and Eve would have never messed up. What would have happened? What wouldn't have happened? What everything happened? Maybe they were supposed to mess up. I don't know. But the mess up took place, and when it did, once again, the governor left. He had to leave because of sin, which is actually rebellion is the word. Whenever you rebel, so when it rebelled, what happened? The Spirit of God left. He was the connection once again. He was the culture. He was the mind of God. He was the desire of God. So Jesus came. What did he come for? to bring the kingdom and the spirit of God back into the earth realm so he could once again start what he had started a long time ago. And he starts it, and it's called the kingdom of God on the earth. All right, just go up to Genesis chapter 2. Look at verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So this shows you what God did. He brought people spiritual in. He blew in it. They were created just in his image, just in his likeness, but they have now a physical body. Why did God give them a physical body? Because in order to live on the earth, you must have a physical body. In order to have authority on the earth, you must have a physical body. If you're going to live here, you need a physical body. It's just like if you wanted to live in outer space, you would need a spacesuit. If you're going to live on the earth, you need a physical body. I mean, you know, God's got a spiritual body, and he's up there in heaven. So he created man. He created us a triune being. He, he, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a physical body. Three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Why did he do that? So we could do what he 
created us to do what he wanted us to do. We could rule and reign down here with his mind, with his heart, through the spirit who we are, and we can do it because we have a physical body. All right, go to Psalm 24. All right, Psalm 24, look at verse 1. It says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. So what is it? God basically created the earth. Who did he create the earth for? Man. God created heaven. Heaven is God's domain. He is king over the domain of heaven which is a king domain kingdom. We are kings over the earth domain. So we are kings over the earth domain. In the kingdom of God, all the land is personal property of the king, even in the colony. So in other words, everything in heaven, how many know God owns it? And the king in any country owns it. Now on earth, God owns everything on the earth. How many know this might be different than democracy? The president doesn't own everything. He's just trying to take everything. Come on, we're talking truth tonight. Yeah, but it's not that way. It, what we have belongs to us. What we have is ours. But God owns everything on the earth. He owns everything in heaven because he created it because he is the king. So He not only does he own it, if he owns it, he can do with it whatever he wants to do with it because he owns it. That means if God thinks you need a million dollars tomorrow, he can give you a million dollars tomorrow. If he wants to take 500000 the next day from you, he can take 500000 the next day from you. Why is that? Because nothing belongs to you on this earth at all. Everything belongs to God. Now, once again, that's a different way of thinking in democracy, ain't it? This is mine. This belongs to me. Look what I got. This is my house. This is my car. I guarantee you the day you die, you ain't going to care anything about your house, your car, or anything else. And I guarantee you're going to leave it behind. There are no heavenly U-Hauls. You're not going anywhere with the stuff that you have down here. So basically, we're just here, and we have been put there, and we are now managers of the kingdom's property. And this is what we'll be judged on, managing the kingdom's property, managing the kingdom gifts, managing what God has given us, and use it to manage. And what's the key to management and growth? Little. Be faithful with little. He'll give you much. So what do we want to do? Maybe we started low. Maybe everybody wants to win the lottery. I've been broke all my life, never had two nickels, but when I win a trillion dollars in the lottery, everything's going to be good. No, you'll lose it the next day, and you'll be back buying lottery tickets again. It doesn't work that way. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's a faithfulness with management, and as you do, things grow in your life. Your marriage will grow in your life. Your, your growth with God will grow in your life. Your finances will grow in your mind. But you own none of that stuff, basically, at all. God owns everything here in the colony. All right, go to Psalm 115. All right, Psalm 115, look at verse 16. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to who? The children of men. So here it tells us once again, 
the heavens, the heavenly kingdom belongs to the Lord, but so does the colony here on earth. We can take nothing out of it. We own nothing here. It all belongs to the king, and the king is a good king and wants us to have everything that we need and more. So once again, we're down to stewardship. We're down to management of what God has given us. It's not a dog-eat-dog -dog world. We have access to everything that God has. That's why you should never go broke, because God never goes broke. You should never be in lack, because God is never in lack. But if you don't know how to access it, and once again, the kingdom we talk about at Sunday is legal. You receive from God legally. You don't do it by bawling and squalling, and God feels sorry for you, so he gives you something. You don't do it because you've been a real good boy, and God's going to give you something now because you've been a real good boy like Santa Claus. No, basically, it's a legal thing. You've become a citizen of a kingdom, and since you have now, he gives you stuff to manage and steward and take care of, and basically that's what, once again, we will be judged on. All right, go to Isaiah chapter 45. Just remember, with everything going on in the world, you're not under this government anyway, so don't get so upset about everything. You're under the kingdom of God, praise God. You're under a spiritual kingdom. You're not even from here. People say, well, you're an earthling. No, I ain't. I'm a heavenling thing. I didn't come from her. I'm not an earthling. I came from there, and I'm here to do a job. That's my home country there, but that's not my assignment. My assignment is the colony down here, basically. People pray, oh, God, take me out of here. He don't want to take you out of here. He put you here to do something. Stay here and do it. Your time will come, and then you'll get out of here. But until then, you shouldn't be praying that kind of stuff. All right, Isaiah chapter 45. Look at verse 18. And thus says the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he has established it, he created it not in vain, he has formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. So here it tells you that God never does anything without a purpose. What did he do? He created the earth. Why did he create the earth? To be inhabited. People say, well, I think there's aliens here on the earth. Look in the mirror. Yeah, there are aliens here. We're it. We're the aliens who are here, basically. We're from another country. So he did it to be inhabited. Once again, God creates the atmosphere first, then he creates the thing. He created the earth, then he created man. He created water, then he created the fish. He created the ground, then he created the seed. He always does the atmosphere first. So he created this planet with a new territory, and he gave us dominion over this planet. And then he begins to give us the guidelines to governing, the principles to governing, and those come to us through the Constitution and also through someone by the name of the Holy Ghost. He put people on this planet for the purpose of expanding his influence and authority from the supernatural realm to the natural realm. So what is a colony? A colony is a populated by people who originally came from another place. Colony is populated by people who originally came from another place inhabited citizens from a far away country, but whose allegiance remains with the home country. It's a group of immigrants or their descendants who settle in a distant land, but remain subject to the parent country. Nothing like a democracy, nothing like a religion, nothing like Christianity. It involves citizens of one country who inhabit a foreign territory for the purpose of influence that domain with the culture and values of their native country. 
The ones, again, what are we doing? We're colonizationists, basically. That's what we're here for. We stay true to our home government, which is heaven, but we're bringing heaven into the earth just like the Lord's Prayer. And you see this in a small way of countries trying to do that. If you've ever been to New York, you ever been to San Francisco, you took a tour around the city, they took you around and around all at once, you end up in some place called Chinatown. And you go into Chinatown and everybody's speaking Chinese and everybody's eating Chinese and everybody looks like they're Chinese and everybody. Why is that? Because they've come from another country and they're trying to colonize part of the United States to fit their home country, but it ain't going to work because that's not the way it works. We're not a colony to begin with. So basically, what do they do? Everything you win there is different. As soon as you cross that line, the food's different, the language is different, everything. You step back out, you're right back in where you're supposed to be, get in the United States. What is it? And that's, that's a, a prototype, really, of heaven and earth. Okay? Once we get born again, we should step out of this earthly stuff, this natural-mindedness, this way we act, the way we do things, the way we talk, our culture, and basically the spirit of the God on the inside of us changes it. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven has arrived. What was he saying? Hey, something new's here. You don't know much about this thing, but it's a kingdom, and it's a kingdom from a country that you don't think you've ever been to, but you have been. It's a kingdom that's trying to infiltrate the earth realm. And what do we do in teaching Christianity? Get born again and go to heaven. Are you born again? You get born again, then you go to heaven. What do I do in the meantime? I don't care what you do. Just you're going to heaven. And that's the best. Oh, are you going to heaven? I'm going to heaven. Are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm going to heaven. Well, what are you doing? Well, I could say 40 years ago, but I'm still going to heaven. Uh, I drink, I smoke, I cuss, I, I do everything else, but that's okay. I'm a good Christian. No, you're not a, well, you are a Christian, but you're not a kingdom citizen. God's not interested in Christianity as a religion. He's interested in kingdom people. All religion is interested in is traditions laws, rules, and self-works. Let me tell you what I did today. I prayed for two hours and 45 minutes. How long did you pray today? And also does his cause. And, and then you got people breaking off. All once you got people, we're going to be Catholics. We're going to believe this much. And we're going to be Lutheran. We're going to believe this much. And we're going to be this. And basically, they're all Catholic when you get right down to it. They all basically came out of there and they believe most of the same thing. Their creed's the same thing and everything else. They just changed a little bit some of the stuff that they got. But, but that's not it. See, it's a kingdom thing. It's not a denomination thing. And the kingdom, the best part about it that I think in my life is it's not based on my works. It's based on his works. And his works are already done. And I know he didn't screw up. So his works are pretty much done. So I'm going to live my life taking part in what he did, not focusing on what I do wrong all the time and live in guilt and condemnation. You make a mistake, confess the thing and move on for God's sakes. Don't spend the rest of your life there when tragedy hits your life. Move on. You're a king. You're a kingdom citizen, praise God. You came from heaven. You have authority. You have the spirit of God on the inside of you. So what are we going to do? We're going to repent. And what are you going to do tomorrow? You're going to repent. And what are you going to do the next day? You're going to repent. And repent is not, I sinned. Repent is, I'm thinking stupid. I'm thinking like a democracy. I'm thinking like a Republican. I'm thinking like a Democrat. I'm thinking, no, think like a kingdom person, praise God. That's what we got to think. And slowly the word of God's going to change your mind. But I'll tell you what, if you don't get in the word of God and get in the word of God, your mind will never be changed because you're spending so much time out in this other realm. You need to be under good teaching, strong teaching. You need to listen to tapes over and over and over and over and over and over and over. It's the only way I could break through on me and the difference because we weren't raised in a kingdom. It would have been better if we were raised in a poverty place with a kingdom. At least we would have understood the word of God and how a kingdom operates. But we were born in the United States, the land of the free, the greatest country ever thought. And it is. But still, God is not a democracy. You're not going to vote God out in 2024. He's in. He created it. He's staying there. You're not going to change his laws in 2023. 
set in stone. There they are. That's the way they are. But in our democracy, we can do that stuff. We can, we can pick it. We can demonstrate. We can, you can't demonstrate against God. You're wasting your time. See, but we're so democracy-minded in the way it, this person's opinion and that person's opinion and that person's opinion. And, I mean, the devil works on that stuff. How many of you know that? You get to a place where you can't even say woman and man anymore. They're trying to bring you to a place like that. Don't get on that junk and don't get mad about it. You're a kingdom citizen. You know better than that. My gosh, it's pretty simple. God created man, the species of man. If they have a womb, they're a womb man. If they don't have one, they're not. Not that tough. That's why it's a man and a woman. I mean, what is the problem here? And then you want to change different laws. You want to say that you can have two men together, living together, and adopt a child, and it's a family. No, a family is a husband and wife, and they're here to be fruitful and multiply, and two men cannot multiply, and two women cannot multiply. But we got to love everybody. That's what we do. We're Christians. It's okay. Everything's fine. Come in. You can be vice president of my church if you want to be. Now, come on. Let's wake up a little bit. I'm sorry. We're never going to go anywhere like that. You don't agree with that stuff. You walk in the kingdom of God and what the kingdom of God tells you, praise God, and save some of these people. Glory to God. Do something about it. All right. Go to Ephesians chapter 3. Everybody says the church needs a revival. No, it needs common sense. God. All right, Ephesians chapter 3, look at verse 9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now under the principalities and powers and heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Notice he says, here's what we're here for, to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Say, of the mystery. What is the mystery? Christ in you, the hope of glory. The governor has returned, and now he's living on the inside of people that God created, and they're here to go ahead and colonize this earth. And the spiritual principalities and powers are going to see it. The natural people are going to see it. The devil's going to see it. The demons are going to see it. They're going to see the kingdom of God being manifested and brought in by the church. Say the church. See, the church is supposed to be the salt of the earth. It's supposed to be the light of the world. Well, how do we do that? Basically, we do that by finding out what we're put to here, the big picture, which is to colonize this earth through the power of God and the Spirit of God on the inside of us. So the kingdom, the, the, the concept of kingdom is very important in your life, how you see the government, how you see the kingdom of God. And the king is very important. The king, of course, is our father, is our God. And number one, he's never voted into power. The president is voted into power. The Congress is voted into power. Completely different than what we're used to. A king cannot or a king cannot be voted out of power. God's never going to be voted out of power. You can think you can take God out of the schools and everything, but he's still there. And he still rules in those areas. A king has absolute power. Say absolute power. What does that mean? He's not subject to the Congress. He's not subject to the Senate. He's not subject to the judicial system. He has absolute power. What he says goes, and he don't need anybody else's pat on the back to do it. The king's word is law. It cannot be changed. Democracy changes laws. Christianity changes laws, changes beliefs. Another thing, the king owns everything. Everything that we see here on the earth, the king owns. A king chooses his citizens. You have not chosen me. 
but I have chosen you. He chooses you as a citizen of the kingdom of God. And this is one that, that doesn't take place on the earth at all. The king is responsible to take care of his citizens. My God, can you even find a government on earth that even cares about its citizens? You can't even find people in the government who care about their citizens. But God cares about his citizens. The king cares about his citizens because he's a good king. So basically, what does the king have? He has dominion. He is the ruler. He created heaven first, an invisible country, but a real country. Then he created the earth, which is a seen country, a natural country. And now he's taking heaven and bringing it into earth. How many know heaven is more real than the earth? Everything that's created in the natural came out of the spirit, so the spirit is more important and more real than the earth is. This is the big picture of God and the big picture that we need to know. He placed human beings, created his image and likeness to basically bring the colony here on earth into likeness of the kingdom itself. Through rebellion, of course, the king basically lost his colony down here when Adam and Eve sinned. They lost the Holy Ghost, and basically at that time they were under the authority of someone by the name of the devil. Through the ages, man has developed many systems. Notice when man rebelled and wanted to take over. They wanted to start their own culture here on the earth. What happened right away? Well, two brothers. One of them killed the other brother right off the bat. That was the start of the culture after the Spirit of God left here. And the culture is still going on right now. Whenever you see anybody who's acting a fool, it's simply because they're not in the kingdom of God and do not have the Holy Ghost on the inside of them. There is no change in your life without the Spirit of God. There is no connection to the kingdom of God and the king without the Spirit of God. So sometimes when I see people acting a fool, I just think, my God, do they need the Holy Ghost? They need the Spirit of God on the inside of them. They need to be born again. They need to understand not just to go to heaven, but to have a change in their life. And let me tell you, these people need something, and they know they need something. That's why they're drinking. That's why they're smoking. That's why they're drugging. That's why they're in jail. That's why they're selling their bodies. That's why they want to have money, because there's something missing on the inside of them, and the only thing missing on the inside of them is what man lost, and man didn't lose religion. He didn't lose democracy. He lost the kingdom of God. Jesus came to restore what man lost, period. And man didn't lose religion. He didn't even lose heaven. He was put here from heaven. He lost the kingdom of God. So the only thing that's going to make you happy in life, the only thing that's going to make you fulfilled in life, if the kingdom of God in which you lost becomes your number one, seek ye first the kingdom of God and your right living or repenting into the right living in that kingdom and everything else you ever want, the king's just going to be throwing it, man, it's going to, stuff's going to come from all different ways. Well, look at that. They're doing what they're supposed to do and they're actually colonizing. Look at them. They're waiting to go to heaven. I don't care. If they look at them. They're... See, and people get broke all the time, praise God. Why? Because they're living in Christianity. You can't earn things from God. You can't go to church enough so he gives you money and blesses you. It's a kingdom. How, how many of you know if you go to every governmental meeting, Biden's not going to show up with $100,000 for you for showing up. He could care less. They care less about those things. But the kingdom, we have legal things there that he has given us. And the Spirit of God comes. What's it come to show you things? Not natural things. He comes to show you spiritual things. But how many know the natural man can't even understand spiritual things? That's why you witness to some people, you look like you hit them with a two-by-four. Because they're natural and they don't understand that. They're not spiritual beings. They don't understand what you're trying to say. But plant the seed and let it grow. And one day... Hallelujah. It will explode on the inside. So the Holy Ghost is showing us things that, that you don't get from the earth realm. So don't get your information out here. 
Oh, it's not going good. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, we're all falling apart. No, no, no. You got to go from the information here. We're ruling and we're reigning. We're advancing every single day. The spirit of God and the power of God's on the inside of me. I have authority in this earth realm right now. I'm going forward and everything. I don't care what's going on over here. I'll just bind that in the name of Jesus. I don't care what's going on over here. I'll just loose it in the name of Jesus. I'm going forward. Why? Because we're kingdom people under a king who loves us and cares for us. And he wants us to do what he put us here to do. All right, go to Ephesians chapter 2. All right, Ephesians chapter 2, look at verse 19. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers. You're not a foreigner, but you're fellow citizens with the saints, and you're a member of the household of who? Now, this is good news. It doesn't say here you're a member of a church. It says you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. Now, the best thing about citizen, when you're a citizen, you have legal rights. When you're a member of something, you don't have any rights. But since we're citizens, we have legal rights that belong to us. Remember one time when they caught Paul and they were mad at him and they strung him up and they were going to whip him? And all at once Paul says, you're going to whip a Roman citizen? And all at once they said, you're a Roman citizen? He said, yep. They said, we paid a bunch of money. How did you do it? He said, I was born there. And how many know they put their whips down because they were going to do something against a legal citizen in Rome and they found out they couldn't do it to him because he was a citizen. It's the same way with us. The enemy can't touch you just wait there a little bit. The enemy can't touch you because you're a citizen of the kingdom of God unless you don't act like a citizen of the kingdom of God. Unless you act like a member of a church or, or Christianity or please help me. or No, we're citizens and we've got rights. we got rights to healing. As a matter of fact, we're kings. The Bible said he is king of kings and he is lord of well, who's the kings he kings over? It's us. Who's the lords? It's us. That's who we are right now and that's who he made us to be. Religion is basically an invention of man. It was trying to repair our relationship with God by us, and we can't do it. That's why Jesus came to begin with. Many people get born again, and they're still trying to repair their relationship with God by what they do and how good they do, and they work at bingo, and they show up for every meeting and every potluck because they're trying to earn their way back into the kingdom of God. They don't understand that it was freely given. Say freely given. Everything from God is freely given. Why did he give it to you? Simply because he loves you. Not because you did good, did bad, did ugly, did whatever. Simply because he loves you. So everything is a free gift. The Bible says stand fast in the liberty where which Christ has already made you free. So I'm going to stay in that liberty. Just because it don't look like liberty's there because somebody's coming to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm going to stand in my liberty and I'm going to run him off as a king and as a priest. So basically, you've got to get out of the works mentality and get into the receiving what belongs to you mentality. And the legal things that God has already done for you. The focus of Jesus when he was here... It was not on clubs, it wasn't on denominations, it wasn't on groups, it wasn't on religion, it wasn't on democracy. Every place he went in the four Gospels, he preached nothing but the kingdom of God is here. I went to two, two different Bible colleges, I got associate's degrees, I got all that kind of stuff, and out of the 10, 12, 15, 20, 25 classes I took, there was not one class on the kingdom of God, not one. There was classes of how to stand behind the pulpit, right? Whether to chew gum or not. How to start out with a joke to get everybody loose. How to end with a big powerful punch at the end. But nobody ever told me anything about the kingdom of God. They taught me about faith. But faith doesn't work unless you know the kingdom of God. Because faith tries to manipulate God to get you something rather than understand he's already got you something and it belongs to you and you're holding on to it, not trying to get it. See, they're, they're two different things. It comes religiosity again. Do I have enough faith? Well, are you a king? 
You think God hears me? Are you praying in line with his will? And we got all these questions we're battling with all the time, trying to figure out what's going wrong, what's not happening, what's going on here. And if you just read the word of God and find out what your legal rights are, you won't have to ask them questions anymore. They already belong to you. All these things are yours. So it's not necessarily whether you have enough faith. It's the question is, do you believe the word? I don't have enough faith to get healed. Well, you already are healed. Just believe the word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Getting quiet in here. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to run out of time. I hope I'm bashing your thinking tonight. Second Corinthians chapter 5, look at verse 21. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Notice that we might be made. Oh God, make me righteous. Please help me become righteous. I'll do whatever I can, Lord, to become righteous. Please help me. It already says you've been made righteous. Why did he come and make you righteous? So that the governor could move back into a clean mansion and live in a nice house. That's why he made you righteous. To open the door so the Spirit of God could come on the inside of you. And you could take your rightful place as a citizen now in the kingdom of God and receive all the benefits that he gave for you. The cross, it's preached so often, and there's nothing wrong with that, but the cross is just the doorway into the kingdom of God. We preach the cross, and we stop there. Stop at the cross. Stop at the cross. Stop at the cross in heaven. Cross in heaven. Cross in heaven. Well, what are we going to do for the 80 years in between when I get saved at 10 between that time? What am I here to do? Well, just hold on, brother. Hold on till you get there. Everybody's hanging on. You don't have to hang on. You should be walking in power, spreading the kingdom of God, walking in victory every single day, and the joy of the Lord. All right, go to Galatians chapter 4. All right, Galatians chapter 4, look at verse 4 says, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth his spirit of his son into your hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. This tells you right here that you became a citizen and a son of God the day that you got born again. You now have full rights in the kingdom of God. Well, pastor, how do I know what my rights are? You've got to read the book of rights in order to find out what your rights are that have already been given to you. And when this happens, and when you start to find out everything that God did for you, you'll start to serve God with a motive of serving God because you enjoy serving God. As long as you're in religion, you'll serve God because you have to serve God and because it's terrible if you don't serve God. So you'll crabby, but you'll serve God. Somebody needed for bingo. I'll do bingo. I love bingo. Praise God. It's stirring the things up. Hallelujah. And then you get somebody that says, bingo. All right. All right. I'll do bingo this week. I'll tell you. B12. Why is it? Because they're doing it with the wrong motive. They're doing it because they really think they are servants, slaves. They don't understand they serve God out of a sonship and out of a love for the Father and out of everything he did for me. And God, I love you. I'll do this. No problem. And that way you don't get offended if you do it out of the right motive. Well, I don't like the way you spun it. Well, I didn't want to do it anyway. Pretty soon you got a church split. 
Those that like it spun one way and those that don't, praise God. Hallelujah. First church of the bingos. Hallelujah. But no, you'll serve God out of love. You'll serve God because he was so wonderful. You'll serve God because he brought me into the kingdom of God. You'll serve God because he's your daddy, praise God. You'll serve God because he's so wonderful. And when you do that kind of stuff, it'll change your way of thinking and change your way of doing things. All right, one more. John chapter 18. Don't want to run over my first night back. Nobody will come back. All right, John chapter 18, let's look at verse 36. Jesus answered and said, My kingdom is not quite from this world, Pilate. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said, Are you a king then? Jesus said, Well, you said I'm a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause I came into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth, here's my voice. So here's Jesus before Pilate. Pilate says, hey, they tell me you're a king. Are you a king? He said, yeah. I think he was thinking to say, no, I ain't a king. Caesar's a king. But he said, yeah, I'm a king. He says, what are you king of? Another world. So right here, he probably had to be getting all flabbergasted, not knowing what's going on. So he got mad here, and Jesus said, I'm here to bring the truth. What is the truth? The truth is I am a king. I've come from another country. I'm coming here to make other kings open their hearts up for a mansion of the Spirit of God as soon as I go back, get them into the earth realm, and these people are going to come, and basically they're going to bear witness of the truth that they're Holy Ghost filled, that they're full of the authority of God, they're full of the power of God, they're full of the anointing of God, and basically they're going to transform this earth back into a place with kingdom living and kingdom culture in every single area of their life. Kingdom citizens are supposed to reflect the nature and the character of the king. They are to extend the king's morals, his values into the earth realm. This produces something called colonization here on the earth. And I know in my heart right now, there is a move of the kingdom of God, praise God, like never before. It's not everywhere yet, but it's some places. And this message is going to be picked up and continue to be preached and preached and preached. So that people are going to find out who they really are and start living in victory. It's time that we are the light of the world. Time we are the salt of the earth. Because most of the time, we're not the salt and we're not the light. We're like the earth. And we don't want to live like the earth. We don't want a daddy like the earth. We don't want a husband like the earth. We don't want a pastor like the earth. We don't want to do anything like the earth does. We want to do it like the kingdom of God. But once again, the choice is yours. I mean, I encourage you to go through the four gospels and just read red. Nothing else. Just read red. Just read everything Jesus said. And everything he says is about the kingdom. Then think about what he said. The kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like a seed planted in the ground. What do I do then, Jesus? You go to sleep. You wake up. Then what do I do? You go to sleep plant, and wake up. Then what do I do? Go to sleep, plant, wake up. And then all at once, here comes the blade. And here comes the year. And all at once, here comes the revelation of the full corn in the year. Everybody wants to read this for 15 minutes. I didn't get nothing out of it. <laughs> Come on. Put some seed in the ground, for God's sakes. Let it grow up a little bit. That's what it's all about. It's putting it in and putting it in and putting it in and putting it in. And though you don't think you're getting something, I'll tell you what, you're getting something. And one day, you'll, all at once, you'll say, I didn't understand that scripture, but I understand that scripture now. And another day, you'll look at it and say, I thought I understood that scripture, but I don't understand that scripture now because it never gets old. Even books that you read that, that stirred you up one time and you haven't read them in three years, pull it back out. 
And he'll not find out you didn't know nothing when it stirred you up the first time. That'll really stir you up the second time. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for your spirit here. Lord, I thank you for opening our hearts and minds up to kingdom living and the kingdom of God, our kingdom rights, and our purpose for what you put us here to do. I thank you for your anointing upon this. Anyone who listens to this tape, I pray, I don't care if they're going down the road, you hit them with the power of God and reveal to them it's real. Anyone who wants to argue with this tape, Father, I pray that you get through their minds and open their eyes up to the word of God, change their hearts and minds to line up with you because we all the kingdom colonization people we can get. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right. Praise God. Yeah.